dancing elevate oh my goodness starts doing it man god is good i am so excited man to be back today after our camping trip it was very very tiring but it was very very awesome man he said i got him lost man we were doing some awesome things man what i want to do right now she don't even notice but i want to get Susie to come up here right and to give a testimony of what she thought about the camping trip give it up for Susie. come on so, Susie, what did you think or your experience of the camping trip, man? <laughs> okay. Um, when we got there, it was raining. So, we had, and then we had to cook. So, you know, that Carmen, she was like, okay, y'all not finna eat if y'all don't help. So, she had to, we had to hurry up. We had to put the tarp up. You had Lawrence and um, Corey on the tree. Um... And then we had to get all the tents up by, like, the rainstorm because everybody was getting rain um, warnings from their phone. So we just had to hurry up. And then the next day, it was fun. They had, what was that, capture the flag? Yeah. Capture the flag with flour in a sock. <laughs> so it was just fun because, like, we had, like, a big, like, a big, what you call it, area so that we could run around. And then somebody took our prison where all the little people came. But overall, it was pretty good. Like, it was like we learned a lot and then the bonfire. That was probably the best part for me because, like, that's when we all came together. And we just came together just to talk about God and, like, praise God in any way that we can. So, yeah, besides the bites and the mosquitoes. <laughs> Let's give it up for Susie. Come on. This is, like, legit, like, Susie's second time here, right? Second time here, she's standing up. She's doing big things, man. She's filling the Lord in this place, man. I definitely had a good time. Yes, there was mosquitoes out there. I was bobbing, weaving, you know, punching these suckers. It was going down, man, but everything just made it exciting. How many believe the rain made it even more exciting, right? The rain was like off the chain, man. Like we had girls making their own slides and stuff, man, right? Come on, somebody. Y'all with the next level. It was just awesome. It was a good time, man. God willing, we can do this again next year. And I encourage you guys to come out and hopefully we just do it bigger and bigger and bigger, all right? Give it up for Jesus if you had a good time. All right? Praise God, man. So today we're going we're gonna to continue on in our series, Heroes of the Faith, right? How many have been blessed by this series right here? Right? How many believe faith is a really, really vital thing to your relationship with God? Right? Isn't it a big thing? You know, faith is like the foundation of our Christian, of our Christian walk, our Christian everything. It's all about faith. Somebody say it's all about faith. Yes, it is, man. So before we get into this, I want to give a recap. But before we get into that, let us pray. All right? Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord God, for this time, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord God, to hear your word, God. And now, Lord, I pray, God, use me, Lord God, as a vessel, Lord God, for you, God. 
Lord, I pray, Lord God, let me be an oracle unto you today, Father God, that you would speak, Lord God, to us, Lord God, tonight, Father God. I pray, Lord God, that you would answer the prayers that, are, that were done in secret, God, that you would answer them in the, in the open, Lord God. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that you will begin to read people's emails, Lord God, in this service, God, that you will begin to mend the heart, Lord God, mend the mind, Lord God. Lord, that you would remove, Lord God, the acts of the enemy upon our lives, Lord God, and that you would set us free. Lord God, to have faith in you, Lord God, continually, Lord God, and to run this race of faith, Lord God, faithfully, Lord God, with passion, Lord God. Lord, have your way in this place, Lord God. May your will be done, God. Give us wisdom. Give us knowledge. Give us understanding, insight, and revelation of your word that we may get to know you better to make you known, God. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen. amen. Come on, somebody. And you guys can give it up for Jesus, okay? We're not one of those churches that you got to be all quiet like, you know what I mean? And you're like clapping like this. No, we get radical for Jesus, all right? So the thing is, I want to give a quick recap because we've been talking about this faith in this series for some weeks now, right? According to, to my little calculations here, it's been at least one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks so far in this Heroes of Faith. Seven weeks. That's a long time, right? That's, that's like uh, the summer right there going now into the um, uh, after the school year. And the things that we talked about, we, we, we kicked it off the series on now faith, like giving a definition, not an exhaustive one, but a definition on what faith really is and what is it based on, right? And then we had a conversation, as you guys see up here, the, the lady with a blindfold on. We talked about blind faith and things like that. Is it legit? Is it, uh, you know, biblical? And, uh, or is it just like the atheists call it? You know, just ignoramus, we're fools and things like that. And we found out that we weren't, right? So it kicked off. Uh, the next week after the introduction was Abel's life. And we learned from Abel's life that his faith led to righteousness. Somebody say righteousness. Right? Just like our faith, when we receive Jesus Christ, we first have to believe and have faith in Jesus. And then because of that faith in God and his sacrifice uh, that Jesus did on the cross and his resurrection, we're now considered the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. Righteousness means being made right before God, right? Or right with God in that sense. So that is the initial means to, to come into a relationship with God. It takes faith and that faith leads to righteousness. The next one, we talked about Enoch and how Enoch's faith led to pleasing God. See, when you get saved, the righteousness is imputed to you by Jesus Christ. After that, we start living a life that pleases God, right? Can I get an amen? A life that pleases God, Enoch's life, Enoch's life and his faith led to pleasing God. The next one, we talked about Noah. And Noah's faith, we come to find out, led to a holy fear. He had holy fear. That no matter what was going on around him, no matter if he didn't know what rain was, because he didn't know, no matter if he didn't know how to build a boat, he trusted on God to build that big old boat, right? The ark, right? No matter what was going on, he was the only one believing in about seven others, right, of his family. He had holy fear. His faith led to holy fear. In Proverbs, they, they talk about fear as the beginning, right? What is it? Anybody know that scripture? What does fear do according to Proverbs? Anybody know? Right? It's the beginning of wisdom, right? Fear is a big thing. And in this case, Noah had holy fear, and we can have holy fear as well if we just have faith in God Almighty. The next one we talked about was Abraham, and it had a two-part with him. And Abraham's, uh, the first part of Abraham's faith led to obedience. 
The next one led to sacrifice, and we talked about that. And then we had Isaac's uh, faith, and Isaac's faith led to him to have vision, right? Somebody say vision. So, so far we have righteousness, pleasing God, holy fear, obedience, and sacrifice, and vision. If you look at your life, if you're a genuine, born-again believer in Jesus Christ, you will start to realize when you examine your own life that this is the exact process that happened with you when it came down to faith. That in faith, you became the righteousness of Jesus Christ. In faith, you were able now to start pleasing God. In faith, you had a holy fear toward God, a reverential fear toward God to do what he has asked you to do or commanded you to do. In faith, it led to you being obedient to God and his commandments and living the way you would have, he would have us to live. And then it led to sacrifice. How many can relate to sacrifice? That you had faith to say, you know what, I got to let this person go. I got to let my girlfriend go because this girl's cray-cray and she is of the devil, right? Some of us, like, literally, right? Or, you know, or some, some of us had to, you know, let go the page of, of pornography or, or let go lust or all, the, all these other things. We had to sacrifice these things and give it up even though they felt good to our flesh. By faith, we sacrificed those things. Then the last one that we talked about was vision. And by faith, we begin to have vision that we can do what God said we can do because God is who God said he is. And that he's faithful into doing these things. Just as Isaac stepped out in faith and he had vision for the promises of God, he kept that vision. Although he was blind and things like that, he kept the vision going. And we too, through faith, have vision to do mighty things. The Bible says, my people perish, meaning die, for a lack of vision. Vision is important because people start dying. But when you have a vision, you have then a goal, you have an aim, you have a target to which you can go to. And today we move on to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 21. And this is what the Bible says. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, somebody say dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. If you can just really just look at this verse, right, look at it, read it for yourselves, and just tell me how awesome that is. Literally, look at it, read it. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, what was he doing? He was dying. This brother was literally dying. Blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. How many of us in this room, I just keep it real, how many of us in this room, if we were dying, would start blessing other people? Keep it real, right? How many of us in this room, we're dying, will start worshiping God? Some of us, I would, I would pray, God, I would pray that I would, right? I believe I would, right? But keeping it real, though, right? Like just the overall. How many know, okay, I'm dying, ugh, no, ugh, right, cancer, whatever, eating up my body, tumors all over the place, right, bleeding internally and stuff like that, and all of a sudden I'm worshiping God, Jesus, you're on the main line, we're just worshiping like we did today, just start worshiping God, God, your presence is like heaven to me, could we really start worshiping, could we really start blessing other people while you're literally dying, Jacob did that. Jacob did that to such a degree that he became the eighth hero of faith. Oh, is it the eighth? One, two, three, four, five. I'm sorry, the sixth hero of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. And God considered that. God considered Jacob a hero because he did just that. 
And see, that's what I want to talk about today. And I'll give you the end right here at the beginning. Jacob's faith led to confidence. This brother had confidence in the Lord and in his promises. His faith led to confidence. That no matter if he was on his deathbed, no matter if he needed help by a staff to hold him up, it didn't make a difference what he was going through. He said, I had confidence in the Lord that I know God's promises is true, God's promises is real, and I believe they're still for me, even as I'm on my deathbed. Can we have that kind of faith? According to the Bible, yes, we can. We can have that kind of faith. But see, there's things that we must deal with. And apply faith to before we can operate in this kind of faith. See, God wouldn't have this in the word if it wasn't possible for us to actually have, you know, to actually operate in this kind of faith. These are examples for us so that we can draw off of or at least know how to handle certain situations. Who is Jacob? Right? Anybody know who Jacob is? Let's let's get like a, a little thing here, right? What is Jacob's other name or new name, I would say? Anybody? Who? Israel. Who said that? That's she whammer. I'll throw something at you. <laughs> Israel was his name, right? So the thing is, his name Jacob, before it, is, before it was changed to Israel, his name meant deceiver, right? I have my cousin in, my, uh, in the house today, right? Where you at? Jacob right there. Brother, I'm sorry. Your name means deceiver, dude. Watch yourself. Uh, nah. But the thing is, right, it means deceiver. One who deceives Think about that. Jacob's, Jacob was a straight-up deceiver. And he came out. He had, what kind of brother did he have? Uh, Esau, right? His name was Esau, right? But what was he to him? Well, he was what? His what? His twin brother. He had a twin brother. So as they're coming out, right, Esau means Harry. This brother was a Harry brother, right? I don't know how Harry he was, but to name this guy Harry, he must have been really, really Harry. Come on, somebody, right? Harry brother, right? It's kind of hard to even imagine that, but this brother was Harry. He came out Harry, and what happened was Jacob was holding on to his brother's heel, right, his ankle, right? And when he came out, all of a sudden, the, his parents seen that, and they're like, oh, my goodness, this dude's a straight-up schemer. Let's call him Jacob. He's a deceiver. And he came out, and that was his name. And see, there's something about names, right, that does something to us, you know? If you're called a certain thing for a certain, for a certain amount of time, all of a sudden, you're like, okay, I'm that. I'm going to start acting like that. You're just like your father. What? Okay. If your father was locked up, guess what kind of life you want to try to live? I'm going to live up to that name. If I'm just like my father, then I'm going to be like my father, right? Or I'm going to be crazier than my father, you know? Or your mom. You're just like your mom. She was crazy. She stabbed me three times or whatever. Well, I'm going to be like her. And and you're trying to stab everybody and stuff. So the things about name, just like with Jacob, is that he lived up to his name. He was deceiver and he deceived. He deceived everybody, including his own father. Who was his father? Anybody? Isaac. Say it with pride. Isaac. That's what I'm talking about, man. Give it up for Nathan, man. Brothers of Jesus, freak. Isaac was his father's name, right? That was the last person we talked about. The man that had vision. That was his name. His mother's name was what? Anybody know? Trick question. S-U-M-R, where you at now? What was Isaac's wife's name or Jacob's mother's name yes Rebecca you cheating hit him hit him hard no 
Yes, her name was Rebecca, right? So he had a twin brother named Esau. Name means deceiver, and he lived up to his name in deceiving his brother Esau of his birthright. This brother literally deceived his own brother of the main thing that every older brother looks for, and that is his blessing from his parents. So how did he do it? This man ended up, you know, Esau was hairy. So this man ended up killing his uh, animal with his mom, his OG, Rebecca, right? They went on the thing, like, for us this day and age, right, we would go get, like, a chow chow or something, right? Like, that's a real, how many know what a chow chow is? A dog? Don't have me put it on the screen. This, chow chows are awesome. They're like lions, right? Picture like a lion, but, like, everywhere, like, everywhere, right? So the thing is, we would go out and get a chow chow or something, chase this, kill, ugh, get him, right? Me and mama, me and the mom doing this. Ugh, we're killing this dog. And then we skin the dog. Put it over me, right? Kind of mess it up. Maybe put a little gel in it or something like that to get it nice and a little rough, right? Because I, I think like uh, uh, Esau's hair was probably like a little rough, you know? Like almost like uh, Joe B's hair, like top of his hair. Like imagine that like everywhere. Joe B's hair everywhere, right? So he gets in front of his dad, Isaac. And because Isaac was blind, so Isaac went to go give the blessing. And he's feeling, uh, he's feeling on, on, on uh, uh, Jacob thinking that it was Esau because he was so hairy. And then he starts blessing Jacob, giving Jacob Esau's blessing. See, back in the days, that was enough to kill somebody, even though people killed for less, right? But that was enough to like, dude, you done took my blessing. That's it, dude, bow, shoot him. That's it, it's over, right? That's like being called like, like they call it out of your name this day and age. Like people die just for that. Like you be, bow, you're dead. You know what I mean? That was like that back in the days. Like, dude, you take my birthright. It's over. I'm killing you. It's, it's done. Bam. So this what kind of deceiver he was. He deceived his father. He deceived his brother Esau of his birthright, right? Um, deceived the firstborn's blessing. And then he wrestled with the Lord, who then changed his name to Israel, meaning one who prevails with God or one who's triumphant with God. How, is he, how does he prevail and how is he tri uh, triumphant? With who? With God. Some of you guys paying attention. That's awesome. So the thing is, right, just gave you a little backdrop of what's going on. Genesis chapter 47, 29 through, 40, through 48, 22 is where the story all takes place. I would love as a preacher to start talking about like the awesome things that Jacob did because he did some awesome things, right? He literally wrestled with God. How many think that's awesome? I don't think it was like some WWE. I don't think they were just jumping off ropes, ugh, you know, doing some. I don't think it was like that. I think like legit they were wrestling. They were wrestling to the point. Where he couldn't, he would not let go of God until God blessed him. But I really think it was the other way around that God would not allow him to let him go, kept a hold of him until Jacob submitted himself. And that's exactly what he did. And he got his name changed to Israel, and that changed everything. That literally changed everything. So today I want to talk about this confidence. And what confidence means is the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. Or like firm belief in a person, right? In this case, in God Almighty, right? How many of us have firm trust in God? Some of you guys are lying. I'll tell you guys right now, some of you guys are straight lying. Straight lying because if you were dying like this, you're like, no, I'm not ready to go. No, I want more. And it, you know what I mean? You'll start disbelieving God. It's just an honest truth, right? If you feel like that, when the altar time comes, lay out and just pray to God. Just pray to the Lord, amen? But that's just being real. Right? There was a time where it was like, look, I'm dying. I'm not blessing you. You need to bless me, dude. Tell me something good. Like, I don't know, make me laugh, dance, do something. I'm dying, you know? So the thing is, right, today I want to talk to you about a faith that leads to confidence despite what you have been through. Somebody say been through, going through, 
and will go through and still have the ability to do as Jacob, also known as Israel, have done, and that is keep a faith that produces confidence to the end of your race. That is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about what you've been through, going through, and about to go through. Those three things. Because, see, Jacob's life, is, a.k.a. Israel, he went through all these things. He had a past, he had a present, and he still believed he had a future, even though he was about to die and in his deathbed. He still had faith and a confidence in God Almighty to say some things. And in this case, make it to be a hero of faith, as we're talking about. Why is that important? Because a lot of us inside this room, right, and it's about to get really real right now. A lot of us went through some really crazy stuff. Whether it be on your own initiative, whether it be somebody else that did it to you and hurt you in whatever way, that you built up this wall of bitterness and unforgiveness and said, no, I'm not going to forgive them. I hate them. That is it. It's over with. Some of us are still going through that even right now. So on another note, some of us has been through some really, really tough sins. And I mean sins that you have committed yourself. That is still hanging on to you. You know, after they get married, some, some people put can, cans behind the, um, the car. You know what I'm talking about, right? You guys looking, about, looking at me like you've never seen a wedding or something. Watch a movie. You know what I'm talking about, right? So there's cans in the back of the car, right? Limousine. And you hear the cans. Bling, 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 bling. You know, like kind of like tingling everywhere, right? And that's how you walk around with sin. And it's like you may not hear the tingling, but you're speaking so loud by the way you live your life and by the way you look, just the continents on your face. And it's like, I can't even smile anymore because I'm holding on to so much baggage of sin. The sin that I have done in the past that I cannot accept God's forgiveness. That I'm walking around making all type of noise even though I want no attention. Even though I'm trying to be as quiet as can be, unnoticeable as can be. But your sin exposes you by your lack of smile. Or when you do smile, you got to force that smile out and you end up looking like this. And you know it's a fake smile, like, dude, stop it, pal. You want to smack him or something? You know, or like the meme, like Batman smacking Robin, like, dude, stop it, you're lying. Smile for real, get Jesus. So the thing is, a lot of us in this room went through some stuff. Whether it be you committing sin, whether somebody's sinning against you, whatever it is. A lot of us, even today, are going through some stuff. You're going through stuff even as you sit in these chairs right now. You're going through something. And it could be like, God, how can, I be, how can I have gotten so far from you, God? God, how could I have sinned so deeply against you, God? And you start condemning yourself, believing the lies of the devil. And it's like, God, woe is me. Woe is me, God. Woe is me. Or the last one, right? You don't even believe because of your, what you went through and what you're going through that you have nothing to look forward to in the future. And then that you allow to eat you alive. That faith that leading to confidence is literally stripped away by condemnation, fear, lack of vision, all these things. Because of what happened in your past or what you're going through now or what the, the lack of having vision to see, man, can it get any better? Can this life change anymore? Some of us are even going through fears at the fact that you're about to go just simply to the next grade. Or because you got to transfer out of one school to go to middle school like my kid uh, Jojo just did recently. So now he's going to another school and it's like, whoa, like this is for real. Like I'm about to go to middle school, uh, middle school and it's about to go down. And then we're talking about like, dude, open up a school club. And he's like, no. 
Like, dude, I am scared. Like, this is for real. I'm scared. So you go through these things. He's going through something right now. And I believe God is working it out through him. Don't get it twisted. My, my, my son, he's growing as a mighty warrior of God. And one day I pray that he'll be preaching up here just like I'm doing to the glory of God. Come on, somebody, right? That is my vision for my children. Amen? Even my daughter sometimes seems shy. She don't know it yet, but there's a prophetess inside of her. She just need to walk in it. Amen? So enough about my kids. I'll rebuke them later. So the thing is, right? These three things I want to talk about because these three things is what Jacob went through. And he showed amazing faith, amazing confidence. And today, God wants to refill your confidence today. God wants to redirect your faith. Instead of having faith in yourself, faith in your mom, your dad, your brother, faith in the school system, faith in the devil himself. Believe it or not, some of y'all got faith in the devil. God have mercy. But God wants to take all that and say, have confidence in me. I'm trustworthy. I am who I said I am. I am the great I am. That's what he said. And he wants to do that today if you but open up your heart and start seeing and hearing what God is about to say. Amen. This is the first one. What Jacob or you been through. Genesis 47 verse 9. If you can put that up, please. Let's see how fast our brother is. All right, I'm going to keep reading, man. He's taking too long. So look, this is what it says. Genesis 47, verse 9. And Jacob said to Pharaoh, the years of my pilgrimage are 130. My years have been few and difficult, and they do not equal to the pilgrimage of my fathers. He was 100. That's pretty old, though, right? 130 years old. And he said, my years have been few and difficult. This man lived a difficult life. He went through a thing. He'd been through all type of stuff. He was a deceiver. He deceived his brother. He then deceived his dad. And because when he deceived his dad, his brother like vowed to say, I'm going to kill this dude. Once dad dies, I'm it's going down. I'm killing you. So he had to then, his mom told him, run away. Go run to your uncle. So he went, he packed up his stuff, he broke out to his uncle, thinking he can deceive over there, and come to find out his uncle ended up deceiving him. So what happened was, on his marriage bed, he worked for seven years for a woman named, what was her name? Rachel. Rachel. And then on his seven years, you're hustling, seven years, working stuff, throwing stuff everywhere, bam, you're hustling, man, I can't wait seven years, I'm about to marry the woman of my dreams. All of a sudden, seven years came, hey, it's time, they got all the bells out and stuff, everything's decorated, right, they got the lambs over here looking all nice, horses over here and stuff, they're all lifting up their legs and stuff, they're about to celebrate a wedding. And then all of a sudden, right, the uncle gets probably, you know, got him a little tipsy and stuff, he was all excited, like, yeah, it's going down, covered up the woman. Goes in the tent, right, to go have sex with this, you know, his supposed to be wife. Wakes up, and it's her sister. Imagine that. Y'all didn't know Maury is inside the, uh, the Bible, right? Yes, you are the father, right? So the thing is, he wakes up, it's the sister. So this brother, like, what? He runs to his uncle. He's like, dude, you deceived me. I worked for Rachel, and you gave me Leah. And then after that, the uncle's like, well, look, man, you work another seven years, and I'll give you Rachel. You can have both of them, right? Some of us, the guys are like, dude, I'll take two. I'll take two of them suckers, right? No, you won't, right? You ain't ever been married yet. One is enough. Trust me, one's enough, right? My wife's right over there. I'll throw some. No, I'm just playing. Awesome wife, right? So the thing is, right, he was like, okay, fine. You know what? I love Rachel. I'm going to work. The man worked another seven years, right? And look, and it started looking like he was about to deceive him again. 
But he gave him, he gave him Rachel. He worked for Rachel. He ended up getting Rachel, and he had to work again or whatever to get some, some flocks and things like that. The man went through a thing. Imagine seven years plus another seven years. Think about that. And you're working like a Hebrew slave, literally. And this is what he went through. From there, he always had the fear that one day I got to face my brother. And by now, this man probably has an army. And the moment he sees me, he's killing me, my kids, both my wives. It's going down, right? He's killing sheep. He's sacrificing them. I mean, it's going down. He had this fear. And that's when he came up to the point, he sent up all his family and his, uh, his animals forward or whatever to meet Esau. And he said, hopefully he can receive this as a gift and have mercy on me, right? And I can see Jacob, right? Difficult life. He's pacing back and forth. It seemed like Jacob was, when his name was Jacob, worried a whole lot. And I can see him walking back and forth just like some of us do. Walking back and forth like, man, how am I going to go to Elevate, man? I sinned today. I was watching pornography this week. I kissed a girl and she liked it. I don't know what I'm going to do. And we pace back and forth and we sin ultrally, right? Some of us fall off into like sex or whatever the case may be. Whatever is your cup of coffee. And all of a sudden you're like, I can't face God. You start worrying. You start thinking about that in contemplation, allowing the devil to speak to you. Like, you don't need God. Just do it yourself. Just do it yourself. You'll be okay. You'll be all right. Just do it yourself. And you feel the condemnation. The, uh, another language to speak is you call yourself a Christian. You're nothing but a stupid sinner. You're unworthy. You're not nothing. You need to stop going to church. You ain't a Christian. You can't do this life. And he lies to us just like the devil was lying to Jacob. And I can see Jacob walking back and forth, back and forth. He's like, oh. And finally he's like, God, you know, crying out to God. And he met God, or God met him right there, wrestled with him. And that day changed his name and then called him Israel. One who prevails with God or is triumphant with God. And that changed his whole life. But before that, man, he was living a rough life. And then on top of that, right, you, you go from there and he had children and stuff. You know, he was doing his thing and he had a, a younger child. Oh, his name was Joseph. And, you know, he, he loved Joseph. You know, he was like his favorite. You know, made him a little coat of all type of colors. How many know what I'm talking about? Right? You guys read your Bibles? No? It's okay. So, you know, he, he's wearing this, all these coats. His brothers see him. He's, you know, he, they're jealous over this man now. And then they throw this brother in a pit and sell him to the Egyptians. Right? Grab his coat, the coat that his dad made for him, put blood all over it and gave it to his dad and said, I'm sorry, but your son, your favorite son, was mauled by some crazy animals. Look at his coat. And I can see him grabbing his, the, the coat of his son. And it's like, no, you know, like, I went through all that I went through. You know, I had a favorite son, and now this, this son is dead now. He's gone now. He's dead. He's, he's out of here. When I'm going to see him, don't lie to me. Don't be playing games with me, you know. But he went through, and he had a few he had few years, and they were difficult. He went through all this stuff, his own sons deceiving him. And it seemed like everything he was doing, it was like, you know, he was realizing, I'm being deceived. And then he realized he was deceived by his own sons. The same deceiver that was once a deceiver now being deceived himself. And see, the thing with that is that a lot of times the devil would say, you can do it on your own. You can do it, just leave church, you'll be good. And all of a sudden, no matter how many people are around you, no matter how many people are inside that car, all of a sudden you're sitting in that car and you feel all alone. I don't care how high you lift up that music. I don't care how many puffs you take of that blunt. I don't care how many beer bottles you drink, how, many, how much liquor you drink. You sit in that car and it's like nothing can phase you. You're all alone. And the only one you can hear is your father in heaven calling you. Son, 
what are you doing? Daughter, what are you doing? Where's your confidence? I'm still here. I haven't left. Why don't you come over here? Why don't you come? Let me give you a hug. You see, so Jacob understood all these things, the same things that we went through. He went through, I'm pretty sure, even though he had all these sons, he felt alone because he lost his favorite son. But see, we can learn from him because in spite of all that, he still had confidence and faith in God. And he still trusted in God. He still held on to God's promises. Are you holding on to God's promises today? That is the question with number one. Are you holding on or would you let go of the things that you have been through before that you're still carrying today? Would you say, God, you know what? I release this to you, God. I have confidence in you, God, and in your word that you can do way better than what I'm doing for myself. Way better. And the second one, what Jacob or you were and are going through currently. Genesis 48, verse 10. This is what Jacob was going through. Now Israel's eyes, right? Jacob, a.k.a. Israel. His eyes were failing because of old age, and he can hardly see. And Hebrews eleven twenty one says, by faith, Jacob, when he was dying. This brother was blind and was dying. Both those things. And yet he had faith to bless somebody else. See, some of us in this room are going through situations or you're inside a situation right now. And you feel like, man, I can't even see a way out. And not only that, man, I just feel like death is all around me. Jacob went through that. And yet he had confidence in God. And he had faith in God that God would deliver him. That is what he did. And some of you guys in this room right now are blind to the fact that what God is trying to tell you today, blind to the fact that he has a hope and a future for you for tomorrow, and you're allowing yourself to keep yourself blind like this and allowing yourself to walk in a death-type feeling. See, because where God is not, you feel like you're dead. There's no peace. There's no hope. You're walking in a valley of dry bones. Everything is dead around you. But just like what Jacob did, he started to speak life. He started to speak blessings to other people. You see, and that's what we have to do today. You may feel like you're dying. You may feel like you're blind. But one person is not dead, and that's Jesus Christ. One person can see all things, and that is Jesus Christ. If you start claiming his word and claiming his promises, even today, and say, God, I speak life to my situation. God, I speak life to this situation, to this deafness. God, I speak life to these dry bones. Let them live again, God. I speak life to my future. Lord, God, a hope and a future, God, from you, God. If you but start speaking blessings over your life, just like Jacob spoke blessings over others' lives. And the thing about it is that even during this, a lot of times God is saying, look, start blessing, start reaping, or start sowing seeds, and you're going to reap a harvest in return. Do not give up on doing good. Continue to do it. And the third one, what Jacob and you will go through. Genesis 48, 21. Then Israel said to Joseph, I am about to die, but God will be with you and take you back to the land of your fathers. He said, I'm about to die. But yet he spoke out life. Yet he spoke out in confidence in God's word. He said, I'm about to die, but God is still going to be with you. 
God is still going to bless you. He's still going to increase. He's still going to carry out the promises in his life. See, some of us can't even see past death itself. Because we're so busy trying to leave, we're trying to live right now with no vision, no nothing, spontaneously. Give me the drugs, give me the sex, give me the music, give me all this stuff, give me whatever you got. And we live for today. And we're so blinded by today that we have no vision beyond the grave. See, but Jacob lived beyond the grave. He was blind and yet he was about to die right there and then. And this brother had more confidence than the people that were still living in front of him. And he wasn't, you know what he did? He worshipped. He worshipped. He was on his deathbed. They called Joseph over. They went to go talk to Joseph. They said, man, hey, your dad ain't doing too good. He's about to die. So Joseph brought two of his sons, his youngest and his oldest, Manasseh and the other name. I don't want to butcher it. Something with an E, right? Whatever, right? Look it up in the Word. So he brings these two children, and he was all, you know, about to die. He was in his bed. He gets up in faith, and he said, oh, man, my son, who was dead, right, came back alive. Now he's able to chill with him in Egypt, right? And not only that, he says, God, you have not only blessed me with allowing me to see Joseph, but even my grandchildren. And he got out of bed on that, on that uh, staff he was holding up. It was holding him up in faith, right? Just like a lot of us, we need to be held up by the word of God. And he held himself up in faith, standing on the word of God. And he began to bless Joseph and his children. And he blessed them like this. It was the, the, uh, the youngest here and the oldest here. And he started to bless the younger one, saying the younger one was going to be more blessed than the older one. Isaac, I mean, uh, Joseph really didn't like that stuff. But see, um, uh, Jacob, he knew of himself that the younger, the older will serve the younger. The younger will be more blessed. So he blessed the younger child, blessed the older child, and then uh, Jacob got, uh, Joseph got grieved about it. He said, no, but he's the older child. Bless the older child. He's like, no, no, I can't do that. He's going to have his too, but the younger one is going to be more blessed. You know why? Because he remembered God's promises. This man was about to die. He was blind, and yet he's seen in faith. You don't understand, Joseph. You're not drawing off faith right now, son. But I am, and I have confidence in the promises of God that this little one is going to be more blessed than the older one. You see, and we need to get our confidence back in Jesus Christ. And we need to start worshiping God. He worshiped God. Read the word. He was dying, and yet he worshiped God. A lot of us, the reason why we can't get out of the rut we're in, the reason why we feel so much condemnation is because you're not willing to worship God through the storm. You just lay over and die and allow, like a mouse, just allow the snake to attack you and swallow you up. And God is saying, if I can just get some people in this house with a heart of worship to go back to the heart of worship and worship their way through the storm. Oh, how much I can do in a person like that who would worship me in spite of going through death. That's what Jacob did. If we could all stand right now. If I can get the guitarist up here, uh, uh, Stephanie. You see, guys, this is a serious word, man. It's a real serious word. Because, see, the devil's attacking us, and he uses our past. He'll use our present sins and weaknesses and everything else. And it would even use our future to say we have none, to keep us oppressed and afflicted and down, keep us in a deathbed. But see, Jacob wasn't like that, man. You want to know how Jacob died? This awesome hero of faith. It said after he blessed Joseph and his grandchildren, right? 
he went on ahead and blessed his own children, right? He had 12 tribes. Remember that, 12 tribes, right? Then he adopted the two sons that Joseph brought. He adopted those two into his clan as well. He adopted them as his own children. After he did all these blessings, he said, yeah, take my bones and go put it back in Canaan, right? Because he knew the promised land was in Canaan. Even though I'm not in Canaan right now, I may not feel like I'm in the promised land. Oh, but by faith, God's promises is true. No matter if I'm dead or alive, my bones will go to the promised land. And in faith, I will still be living through faith. And he claimed that. And after he blessed all that, I, I love this man, bro. The man goes on ahead. This is his bed. After he does that, he lays down. He worships God. Lays down and dies. Just like that. He died with confidence. My brothers and sisters in Christ. This brother didn't care about death. Because he knew death would just carry on to more life for him. And his children. And his children's children. And their children's children. And a future, a legacy, and promises of God were still going to come past. Whether he was dead or alive, God was faithful. And he died just like that, like a straight-up gangster. He stood on God's promises. He had confidence. Death did not sting him at all. And the man simply lay down, chalked up the deuces, and he died just like that, man. You see, and I believe that God is still the God of heaven and earth. I believe that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever shall be. And I believe that we can have a faith that leads to confidence. That no matter what we go through, our eyes is on the prize. Our eyes is on God's promises, on God's word, and we can stand on it with a shadow of a doubt. We can stand on it so much that death won't even matter. Death won't even matter. You see, I don't know what you've been through, you're going through and about to go through that is challenging your faith and affecting your ability to have confidence in God, but you do. Are you willing to deal with that today? Are you willing to simply let it go and let God? Is your past coming in between with your faith and confidence in God? Whether it be your past sins, whether it be your past hurts, whatever it is, is it coming in between your faith and confidence in God to go forward? Are your present circumstances challenging your confidence? Is that you in this place today? And is your future looked at in fear and worry or in the confidence that comes from faith and God's promises for your life? You see, I don't know about you guys, man, but just like Jacob, I'm going to worship my way through. I'm going to worship not just for worship's sake, I'm going to worship God because I know God is faithful. I'm going to worship God even tonight because I know his promises stand. Even if death comes to meet me, I know his promises are still true. I'm going to worship tonight because I believe in the God of heaven and earth. And he's able to do all things and make things all right. He is not a liar. He is not a deceiver. He doesn't set us up for failure. No, he doesn't do any of that stuff. You know what he does do? He says, come. Come and trust in me. Put your confidence, your firm trust in me and watch me move. Watch me do my thing. Watch me operate in your life. Yes, you've been dealing with sin, then let me deal with your sin. You've been dealing with doubt, distrust, unbelief. Let me deal with all those things, God says. 
You've been heavy laden and heavy burdened. God says, come and let me give you rest in place of that. Let me give you my burden, which is, which is light. That's what God is saying. And I don't know who you are out there. I don't know if you're a leader, a youth, whoever you are. There's healing in Jesus Christ. There's healing in the blood. There's deliverance in the blood of Jesus. There's confidence in the promises of God Almighty. I put my life on that. Because it's true. With all heads bowed and all eyes closed as we pray. God, I believe, Lord, in who you are, God. I believe, God, and I trust in you, God. I put all confidence in you, God, because I believe in your word, God. You're not a liar, God. You're a promise keeper, God. You are who you say you are, and you can do what you said you can do, God. And because of that, God, because you're God alone, because you're the great I am, you're the living word of God, I trust in you, God. Not because of what you give me, God, but because you're God. You're supreme, God. You're all-knowing. You see everything, God, and you're everywhere, God. You're all-powerful, God, and you're able, God. And now, God, tonight, God, I put it all on you, God. I give you my heart. I give you my mind. I give you my strength, God. I give you my soul, God. Lord, have your way in my life, God, in the name of Jesus. And God, I pray, God, as we open up this place right now, Lord God, for all of us in this place, brothers and sisters in Christ, God, those that have backslidden, those that are about to backslide, those that are in you, God, and fighting the race of faith, God, that, Lord, you will strengthen us and keep our confidence in you, God, not in what man can do, but what God can do. Because man will fail us, God, but you will never fail us, God. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us, God. It is in you, God, who I trust, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, God. The true God, Yahweh, the great I am. That is the one, God, I'm praying to, God, in Jesus' name, have your way, God. Heal hearts in this place. Heal minds, God. Give a refreshment of your spirit a refreshment of your presence, God. Let your presence, God, be heaven to us tonight, God. May you deal with our hearts. May you deal with our issues, Lord God. May you deal with our struggles, our weaknesses, God. Start with me, God, in the name of Jesus. Start with me, God, in Jesus' name. And brothers and sisters, I encourage you right now, if that's you that God's been talking to this whole time, Meet me at this altar, man. And let's seek God together. Let's claim his word. Let's have confidence in the God who is able to do something rather than man who can't do nothing. Right now, let's do this. If that is you, come out of your chairs and come up here to this front. I don't care if you're a leader. I don't care whatever you claim it to be. Donald Trump, I don't care who you are or who you think you are. All I know is that God is real and God wants to meet you in this place. I would say, come. Let's go reason with him together. That's what the Bible says. Come, come reason with me. Come reason with me. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about what you're going through. Lay it on this altar and give it to me. Burn it up as a sacrifice. And let me deal with the rest. Because I love you. 
because I'm your father, because I care about you. Alyssa, he cares about you. Never left you, never forsook you. Always there waiting for you as a child, as, as a parent to a child. Daughter, come. I love you. I love you. Come. That is what he says to you. Ready to forgive you. Ready to wipe the slate clean. To make you as white as snow. That is the God we serve. We don't serve some creep. We don't serve some monster. We serve the God of heaven and earth. The God who loves us. Our Father. He is not like man. And he's saying, come reason with me. Let's talk about the issues of life. And let me heal you. That is what he wants to do. That is what he wants to do, whoever you are. Come meet me at this front. Come join me. Let's reason together. a new name, God. 
God, triumphant with you, God. Let us prevail with you, God, in the name of Jesus. As you call us out, Lord God, to tell us your story, God. Have your way, Jesus. Oh, glory, God. Glory, Jesus. Cleanse us, God. Wash us, God. Lord, redirect us back into you, God. Redirect us back to your throne, God. Back to you, Jesus. With all confidence, with all faith, God. In Jesus' name, Lord. Yes, God. Yes, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Jesus, have your way, God. Have your way, God. Yes, 
Lord, have your way in Shamal's life, God. Have your way in his life, God. Jesus said, You're not alone. You're not alone, Shamal. You're not alone. I'm with you to the end of days. I will remain with you. I've given you power. You're not alone. Don't be afraid. Take a stand for me in the name of Jesus. God, have your way. Have your way, God. I pray, Lord God. Let him, Lord God, change everything in his family, God. I pray, Lord God, let him dream big, God. Let him pray big, God. Let him vision big, God, because you're a big God, Lord. Have your way, God. God said you're not alone, Shema. You're not alone. He's with you. He's with you to give you victory. He's with you to give you hope. He's with you to give you a future. In the name of Jesus, have your way. Have your way, God.
able to give it to you today. No more going back and forth with oppression. No more feeling bad. No more none of that. God is saying, I can free you today if you but trust in me. Do you want freedom? Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I lift up will, God, and I pray, God, set him free in the name of Jesus. Set him free, God, in Jesus' name. I rebuke change in Jesus' name. I rebuke hindrances in the name of Jesus. Every wickedness and sin in Jesus' name. Every hand of the enemy, I break it. I loose it in the name of Jesus. Back into the pits of hell from which you came. And I claim freedom, God. Your freedom, Jesus, by your power, God. Set them free, Lord. Set them free, God. Set them free, Lord. God, I thank you, Lord. I praise you, God. In Jesus' name. All you have to do, man, is walk in it. Walk in it. Stop going back to it. Walk in it. That's what God is saying. It's already there. Your life is hidden in Christ. It's already given to you. He's all you have to do is walk in it. Tap into it. Walk in it. Believe who God said you are and walk in it, man. All right? Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I lift up my little brother, Lord God, will, Lord. And I pray, God, bless him, keep him, God. Surround him with believers, God. Surround him with people that will challenge him, God. And, Lord God, then surround him with people that he can challenge, God, that they will be accountable to you, God. Have your way, have your way, God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Is there anybody else in here that needs deliverance? Anybody? If you need deliverance, just come up here and see me up here. If you need healing, come up here and see me up here. If you need a devil cast out of your life, come up here and see me up here. God is able. God is able.
Let's all come to the altar. Let's all get real close. I know some of us are sweaty. I know I am. But don't worry, it's okay. But let's, let's get close, man. Real tight, real close right here. See, Elevate's not just a place, man, where you can hang out at. It's not, a, it's not just like a, like a social club or something like that, man. No, it's bigger than that. It's a place where you say, I have family over there. I have family at Elevate, man. I got people that I can lean my, my head on their shoulder and I can cry with them. I have people that I can be accountable with and they're not going to look down on me. They're going to love me and they're going to pray for me. They're going to see me through by God's grace. See, Elevate is a place where you can call home, a place where you can say, hey, I have family there. I have brothers there. I have sisters there. They may not be of my blood as far as they're once in my, my veins, but they're of an eternal blood, the blood of Jesus Christ that would never run dry. We are family in this place. Right? We're one in this place, one God, one spirit, one baptism. That is what we represent in this place. And I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Brian over there, man. I don't care if, you know, you're Alyssa or whatever. It doesn't matter. And I just point these people out because it may feel like you guys are far or whatever. You don't belong here. I'm telling you, you belong in this place. God has drew you to this place today to remind you that you belong in this place. You belong in this place. And you have a place in this place. There's a purpose. There's a plan. And God wants to just prune you. He wants to cultivate you to make you a fruit-giving tree, a fruit-giving plant that will bless other people. Let God have his way in your lives. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord God, for who you are, God. And Lord, we pray, God, that today, God, you will make us one with you as you are with the Father, Jesus that you will make us one. That was your prayer, God, in John 17, that we will be one just as you are one. God, make us one with you. And Lord God, make us one as a family, God, that represent you, God. Preachers and, and teachers, Lord God, and prophets and evangelists, Lord God, and pastors, God. Brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord. Deacons, Lord God. Servants of the Most High God. Children of the Most High God. Lord, have your way, Father. I pray, Lord God, that we will be secure in you. That insecurities, Lord God, will not affect us, God, because we're secure in you, God. Have your way in this place, God. Bless each and every person here, Father. And Lord, be exalted, God. And I pray, God, that you will start a fire in this place. That you will start a fire in each represented person here today, God. And that that fire will go off to their friends, to their family, God. And they will bring them back to this place, God, that we will grow in spirit and in truth unto you, God. Lord, give the increase, God. Have your way, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen and amen. Let's give it up for Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, man. We're not going to break out in our breakout groups tonight, but I want everybody to hold hands and go into a circle. And we're going to end this thing as a family. We're going to have one of, our, uh, one of our missionaries in the house pray for us. And afterwards, we can fellowship. If you guys got questions, pick up a leader. Pick up somebody you can trust and let it out, man. Let's ask, let's ask these questions and let's get them answered. Amen.
God is good, man. Matter of fact, we're going to have somebody else pray for us, man. I want to have David Jr. right here. Come here, David Jr. Wait a minute. You got some clothes up here. Clothes, come up here, bro. I love this brother, man. I, know I barely see this brother, but, man, I, whenever I see him, he not only reminds me of his dad, but it's just something about this brother, man. I kid you not, man, like, for real, dude. Something about you, man, like, God has a purpose and a plan for your life, man. Dude, and the thing is, you don't have to do anything, dude, except believe and walk in faith. That's it, dude. Believe and have confidence in God. God, you got a plan for my life, and let it be done. And he does, dude. Every time I see you, it's like, man, this brother is meant to be a great man of God. If you would just let God do it, man. I'm serious, man. Amen? Can you pray us out, man, if you don't mind, bro? Right? Okay, I'm not really good at this, but I'll give it a try. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. I was debating on coming in today, but you know what? I decided to come here anyways. Thank you for letting me meet these wonderful people here. I'm very happy. Alrighty, appreciate that, man. Where my men at? Where my girls at? Y'all weak today, huh? Where my dudes at? Where my girls at? All right, where my girls at? Just in case for y'all new folks, that's my girls right there. Where my dudes at? That's what I'm talking about, man. We are soldiers in the army of the Lord, man. I want to challenge you guys this week to have confidence in God that exudes from your faith in God. If you're not having faith in the, in, in the world, you're not having faith in what, like, what a history book says, you're having faith in what the Bible says for your life. Stand on that faith in confidence and don't let any situation or anything come in between your confidence in God in that circumstance. Amen? Be blessed. Go in peace, man. I love you guys. Elevate. 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 What? 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 God is good all the time. God is good all the time. Come on, so let's give it up to Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you guys. You guys are dismissed. Tell somebody about somebody who loves you, man. Jesus. God bless you guys. Grasses on my head, like a honey grain. Now they want me dead. I rely. Hey, they gunning for me now. Hey, they got their weapons drawn. Hey, they shake it out of town. Cause I'm on the dead, I'm alive Yeah, how do you terrify a man that is scared to die? So when I got a mic, I'ma air the lies to paralyze my people I live by the fear of God, uh Sick and tired, a song that don't dignify A lady's but baby, we giving them power The moment you go out and buy it and give them your dollars 
Why they try to define us? By how many commas we got, they don't know what's inside us. But let me be honest, there's something be honest. Yo, homie, preach. I gotta speak on my piece. Man, I can't keep it a secret. The only way that you get acceptance is when you know you don't need it, yeah. Freedom is a mindset, and I ain't in my prime yet. Mine are legal 116, yeah, that my folk I prime with. I think about all that time spent, way before success. If you see the kids shining, that's the glimmer from the sweat. Get up and go, homie, we live by the code. We don't got minutes to blow. Time is more precious than gold. Shut with the flow, mix up with lyrics that fix up your soul. Oh, I ain't trying to be light, man, I'm trying to be a light. Bang. I ain't trying to make a living, man, I'm trying to make a life. 